0: Broadcasting from Oklahoma, the tornado capital of the world, home of the Oklahoma City Thunder and the University of Oklahoma Centers. This is the Curated Experience Show, a weekly podcast about the customer experience with viewpoints you will not hear anywhere else. And now, your host,
1: author, and customer experience expert, Amas Tanuma. Welcome to the Curated Experience. I am your host, Amas Tanuma. Uh, If this is your first time listening to us, you are in for a treat. Our show focuses on improving the customer experience, whether that be internal, external, employees, or your end consumers, we are here to help. So we've got a great show for you today, and um, I've got a guest with me. I've got Jamie Hamm, who is on. I hope you're still with me. Jamie, are you still there? Good to see you, Moss. Good to see you, Jamie. I am really looking forward to this conversation, and I'm, I'm so glad you can join us. So... I want to talk about customer relationship management. So, uh and and I don't I'm not talking about CRM in the myopic focus of technology. I want to talk about this whole idea of managing uh, the relationship with the customer. So, the way I sort of think about this is, you know, nothing is more important than the health of a relationship between a customer and whoever they do business with. In fact, in life, nothing is more important to that. Uh, case in point, on just what, what they call CRM software alone, organizations spend $40 billion in growing in just CRM, right? So there's tons of companies focused on just the technology. Um, one small part of CRM, to say nothing of customer surveys, we can go on and on at sort of these industries. By the time we're done, we'll probably have... Uh, Maybe about $100 billion just focused on what's the health of a relationship and how do we improve upon it. So so maybe foundationally, I want to sort of get your view on why is – I don't know if companies are doing this consciously, but why is the relationship so important and central to whether that be you and I or companies? Why is that so essential? Well,
0: I mean that's – the relationship is, um, is the, the bread and butter. It's, it's, you know, it's the transaction. It's, um, it's the sale. And, um, you know, every time I hear the, the acronym um, Customer Relationship right. uh, Management, especially when it comes to technology, and obviously I'm not anti-technology, but, you know, I, I sort of see the... We've sort of taken the easy way out Um, If you will, that um, and and in all fairness, you know, if you've got any any uh, more customers than, you know, fifteen hundred to two thousand or so in your database, there's literally no way, you know, you could probably know them all. Right. And so um, now you have the introduction of, you know, all of these tools, CRM that you mentioned, speech analytics, you know, all this technology there to, you know, facilitate the quote-unquote um, relationship. Um, we're not where we need to go, um, obviously, but um, but that's, I, I, I mean, really, that's the foundational point is um, you need to obviously know who your customers are or know right. who your prospects are to be able to sell them things.
1: Right, so, so it seems very superficial to me today, right? So it seems like we'll pour in, let's just take, what the industry calls CRM technology, right? So this is you know, the tool that helps you track your customers and what have you, what's happening. But it's all around, I don't know so much as a, um, a relationship, but any relationship with any depth, but it's all around sort of understanding transactionally how we interact and then coupled with some... Some sort of demographic data, right? So here is Amos, here is where he lives, da 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 da. And then the rest of it is simply what have I bought from you? When are you gonna buy next? And so when I think about even my you know, uh, acquaintance relationships, even those seems to be much more uh richer than that. So is it unrealistic for for me to sort of expect more than this kind of tracking of when I'm going to buy the next stuff. <laughs> right.
0: No, I, I use the word depth, and I think that's a perfect um, word for it because even a transactional relationship is a relationship. It right. has no depth, but you know. <clears throat> but to your point, just because you know somebody has my information, you know, in their CRM uh, knows my nickname, um, knows I have kids, you know, knows where I live, maybe even knows when my birthday is. And I hear from, you know, Joe company once a year. And, um, you know, the, the person who calls me is, you know, pulled up my information. Oh, I understand it was your birthday the other day. And, you know, you know what I mean? And I mean, it's very, it is transparent. It is totally transactional. And, um, And people see that. I think to a certain extent, we've all become used to um, transactional relationships with companies. You know, we're all used to. We all hate it. We all, you know, complain about it getting the IVR when you call. Well, why can't somebody just pick up the? But you know, we become accustomed to it. So. but it is very, very transparent. It is very superficial. Right. And there literally is no depth to um to most of what I see out there today.
1: So so if you sort of think about it in the way companies and organizations of all sizes try to manage relationships today, right? I want you to sort of talk a little bit about what the opportunity we're missing is here, right? So if I if I think about the process today, it looks something like this. Um, I get knowledge of your existence, right? So, Mr. Jamie Ham, I get knowledge of either I acquire you as a customer. Somehow, I now have knowledge of you. And then I take some information about you that I want to sort of utilize. But at the end of the day, I don't know who Jamie Ham is, right? I sort of have a caricature. I can make some guesses based on... You know his age and what he's doing and, and any of that. But in the end, I don't. I I know I know you don't feel like there's a relationship with me. Um, you it's it feels a lot more like you need stuff and if I provide the best price and value or what have you, you will buy them from me. And if I don't, you would leave. And so are we are we faded to that? Is that a? Is that just how it is? Is there anything better? Hmm?
0: Oh, definitely. So, you know, you mentioned trust, and that's very—that's um, a very interesting um, topic. So, trust is uh, basically reliability right. plus consistency, yep. and the, the the statistics are very, very good for companies. But like, 80 plus percent have high trust scores. Um, people trust companies to to be reliable and to be consistent with the product or service that, that they provide. But that's only one part of the overall relationship equation. The other part is is really the meat of the um, relationship. So I think what we're missing, you know, and you mentioned value. So if I trust my cable company and all cable companies to provide consistent service in which, by the way, we had a hiccup before this, uh, uh, before this podcast started. Um, but most people trust their, their internet company to provide reliable service. Right. So that's really a negligible part of the equation. The other part is the relationship part. It's what I know about you and how how I utilize, what I know about you to further the relationship, just like having a conversation with the friend, right? You know, I know certain things about you and I utilize that over time. Our conversations deepen and develop because we have that, um, that knowledge. And in the case of, of companies trust again becomes negligible. And you said this a second ago that, okay, so if I trust all internet companies out there to provide reliable and consistent service, right? What do they What do they compete on? If they don't have relationship, it's on price, right? You know, and so then you get into price wars and all these other things. And I think that you know, to the extent that you um, ignore or marginalize the importance of the actual relationship with the customer, um, you really Take a, take a ding in the pocketbook, if you will, because that's all you got to work with, right? right? And yeah. it's very transactional, which, you know, that's what they've set out to do. It's very transactional, it's very transparent, and, you know, you've got high churn rate, and then you've got all these other costs to try to bring new customers in, and all, the, you know, on and on and on down the road. So it's not just on the revenue side, it's also on the cost side. It's like a double whammy, just because, you know, we haven't taken the time to really develop a a more personal relationship to the extent that we can with our customers
1: and 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 where you're going is what i hear time and time again from (laughs) practitioners right people who are just trying to figure this out so the working hypothesis that i believe in and i think you do too is and you can the word like customer experience can be ubiquitous right it's this idea that's you can win on the experience well In that word, experience, a whole bunch of stuff. It's this big, sort of big thing. Hell, prices in there, values in there, what have you. So over the years, uh, people started developing ways to measure that then, right? It was customer satisfaction, and then NPS came along, and CES came along, efforts. On and on and on, there's been sort of iterations of this. And I would say, uh, based on what I see in the marketplace... MPS sort of is what's leading in the place where most people sort of favor that, what have you. But at the end of the day, I talk to clients all of the time and they go to their CFO and say, "Hey, listen, if we do this whole customer experience, then it's going to lead to better outcomes, which I agree with them on. But oftentimes they don't get the CFO does not believe in them, right? Because he or she believes inherently in that. Yeah, this makes sense. But show me how to measure it, right? So enter things like NPS. So what we've seen when I've looked at all of this is they are terrific at sort of points in time, right, of measuring the experience through a transaction, through a transactional lens. So they're good at saying, hey, how, what level of effort did you put in to call us today and, and those kind of things. And, and then we come up with these scores and there are plenty of our listeners who get bonused and incented and punished based on m p s or customer effort or what have you and what 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 has occurred to me and and where you and I have sort of talked about is how incomplete that thing is in measuring in measuring really the state of the relationship so can you talk a little bit from the standpoint of the actual customer we keep talking about this nameless faceless person we keep talking about that we aggregate some number and say he feels it's an nps and what have you why does this approach just seem inadequate especially if you are looking at it, looking at it from the other from the other side wow i th- i think it's i think that answer is
0: pretty simple actually um, you know look at any conversation that you have with any human being out there have you ever got off the phone with someone and immediately sent them an email and say, "Hey, will you rate how our phone call went?" <laughs> I mean, immediately. I mean, no, nobody does that. It's sort of ludicrous to think about that. And you know, and, and what you're saying about CSAT and M- NPS. Well, first of all, you know, those are aggregate data, right? And you know, there's no individual involved. And you know, you said uh, a second ago, um, a, a nameless, faceless customer. That's exactly. Um, what CSAT and MPS gives you unless, uh, you know, you write a nasty letter to the CEO right. or something like that, that, that brings them out. But, but the other thing about it is, you know, especially on, on MPS is again, it's all aggregate data and we infer from those data, what the customer thinks, right? right? The the net and, right. and, whether this customer is going to, I mean, literally promote us or not. We, we, we infer from data, which is, again, another step removed um, from, from knowing the individual. So there, there literally is no relationship there, substantive um, relationship. It is a relationship, but it's – as far as the hierarchy of relationships go, it's way, way, way um, – it's way out there.
1: So so, talk about talk about the hierarchy of relationships for a second. And and so what I, you you started a premise that said that, look, if you've got thousands of customers, right, uh, as opposed to, you have five customers, right, you can get super super <laughs> intimate, right, um, but I think I'm arguing, and I think you may be too, that, we've gone the other extreme, <laughs> right, in other words. Yes, you have thousands of customers, hundreds of thousands of customers, millions of customers. But what you've basically done is sort of have this very, not much of a relationship, but just sort of this nameless thing. And yes, we've thrown more and more technology, the promises, personalization and personal. and, and, And that's not sort of the answer. I want you to talk a little bit about, aspirationally, if I'm listening to this podcast saying... What should I aspire to? Give us some context using sort of human relationships and then give us sort of a mile marker and say, well, at least this is what you should be aspiring to. This level of, may I use the word, intimacy is what you should be aspiring mm-hmm. to with your customers. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's good. So, so let's take technology out of it yep. for, for a moment. And let's just say, okay, here's the ideal, just like you said. Well, you know, the 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 whole basis of um, why human beings have relationships, why there's a social fabric, why we tend to cluster into little tribes and, and groups, and you know, around literally any ideology that that you could think of, is that we're really hardwired for right. that. And so there's, you know, research has been done for for decades on how the human brain developed and, and why it, you know, why it developed that way. And, and really it's, in this case, it comes down to the, to the neocortex. And so the ratio of that volume compared to the rest of the brain, the bigger it is, the more capacity we have for and the more need we have um, for social connection. Yep. And so as far as the hierarchies go, um, there's a, there's a, a theory um from an anthropologist named Robin Dunbar, and um, he 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 laid out this hierarchy of of what the average human being has a has a capacity for, and so we have about fifteen hundred people that we can match a name and a face to on average. And then we have about five hundred people or so that we would call an acquaintance, yep. and then we have about a um, hundred. 150 to 200 people that um, are what we would call friends That's somebody that we would invite to our wedding right. and it go and, and on and on and on down to a level of intimacy right and so if we would just think about that for a second and again setting technology aside and what we're capable of and i know there's a lot of good companies out there that who utilize technology especially crm in this case the right way meaning You know, it's a good place for a note repository, you know, but the account manager or whomever does have an actual relationship is the face of the company to this, you know, to a particular group of customers. You know, that's really where I think that model came from. But if you have a million customers or 100,000 or even, you know, 10,000, you know technology has been used to cut that labor cost of maintaining those
1: relationships i think to the detriment yeah. of the relationship and, and 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 i think that's an important call out right so so when we sort of think about crm customer relationship management from a technology perspective it was a tool right in the furtherance of efficiency and and it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be i mean it was cleverly I, the name is sort of this big thing, but in the end, I think you just hit it right. It was designed to sort of help you in an efficient way, man, not to replace the relationship in it of itself, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly,
0: and I mean, look how far it's gotten off track. Where you you now have, you know, email that's integrated with the CRM, right. and 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 all these studies and data, and, and really part of their promotion is. You know how to increase your email open rate because you can put a tag in this email and put the person's you know, first name into the subject line. And so, I mean, it's like going way off on these tangents that have nothing to do. I'm, and I'm not saying that those data are wrong, I'm just saying that's how far off course we've got right. to what we call customer experience and having a relationship with customers. Take that. What they really need to compare is you doing it that way. And how does that compare to me just picking up the phone and calling the customer or me answering the phone without routing them through an IVR when a customer calls? I mean, that's the really valid, you know, comparison and technology's, you know, not there yet. I think it could be. And certainly on the relationship side, you know, um, AI has a lot to say about that, and a lot of utility as as, as far as that goes. Um, but we're just so stuck in this 40 billion dollar uh, mindset, and it's really tough to argue with that. You right. know, I mean, 40 billion dollars is a is a really big industry. <laughs> And, and I'm coming in and you're coming in saying, no, you people have it all wrong. <laughs> right. And, and, and those folks are just sitting back counting their money. It's like, exactly. okay, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, so
1: it's a, it's a tough argument to make, but. Um, well, you, do you, so do you believe that if you sort of, and I, and, and I may have interrupted you, if you sort of think about this whole, I've got 1500 people, I think you call them acquaintances that I sort of know, I know their name, but I don't know much about them. And then you got to like the 150 that I would want in my wedding. Um, is that aspirationally? I don't know a company. I don't know a company that I feel like I have a relationship with at the 150 level. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know other than maybe the diner. Um, I, I go to. You know, I love my my food. <laughs> but... No, that I mean,
0: you're exactly right. I think I think most people. Are not even in the fifteen hundred right. range with right. the, with the company, with the exception of you know the diner that you that you right. frequent, right. Um, maybe the gas station that you go to. You get to know the you know person in there when you go to buy gas, so on and so forth. But but that's sort of the the, the point. I don't think is to get to, um, in you know inviting Cox Communications to to my wedding, <laughs> you know, it's
1: to at least it's, yeah,
0: it's at least hit the target yeah you know, even if it's on the even if it's on the outer edge, at least it. try to hit the target in and, and know that there's a mechanism and a natural propensity for human beings to want to go deeper and deeper and deeper into um, into relationship that way. So there's a mechanism for that. That's really the only point of of bringing that up. And so if you can even get on the radar, like I can put your name to your face, even if it's a company name with a company face, at least you're on the map. At least you made it there.
1: Got it. Got it. So, so let me, let me switch gears a little bit. Um, and, 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 and frankly go to part two of this conversation. So if you're just joining us, uh, you're listening to the Curated Experience, and let me give you guys a quick recap. So we're, we're talking about this topic of customer relationship management, not just the tool, but this whole topic in general. And I've got Jamie Ham helping us discuss this topic. And so here's what we've sort of covered, right? So inherently, the way we manage relationships today are, for the most part, simply just transactional, right? So we sort of track customers from one purchase to the next, not to be gross about it, but that's sort of where it is. And then we layer in a little bit of demographic data that suggests we know a little bit about the customer. But in the end, there is sort of no no inherent relationship there. Uh, and so now Jamie has sort of given us this concept, which I which I love, which is this. And there are many layers to it. But for my simplification, just think about it as you have a relationship with people in your lives that are acquaintances you know you know something about them and you can name them by name and you know this there's context in the relationship and then it gets closer and closer where you get to 150 people for example that you would want at your wedding and i'm sure Jamie will talk to us further it gets further and further and closer to your closest your, your best friends etc so today we're just saying look i asked Jamie to say what's the target here and and where he said is, listen, just start off as an organization and get to a place where you are on the map, where you can be one of the, you can be in the fifteen hundred circle, right? So it's not a super close relationship, but it's a place to start. So, um, but before I go into sort of part two of that, Jamie, anything I anything I missed in the in the recap that you wanted to add? No,
0: I I, I think that's that's exactly right. That that CRM Technology in and of itself is a good thing. Yep. But it it but how you use that data that you have is really what facilitates not only the transaction obviously, but the relationship. And the relationship is important not just because it feels good, or even because human beings have a natural uh, tendency to want that. Right. Um, to want a relationship I mean think about so you've worked in customer service I've worked in customer service and let that company screw up an order and and have a customer call in it's it's like they're they're talking to a human being meaning they hate yes I'm, I'm making this up they hate ABC company yes they hate you they don't know anybody at ABC company is this inanimate object it's like you know, cussing out your coffee table when you hit your shin on it in the middle in the middle of the night. The coffee table doesn't care, but human beings react in that way. Exactly. Like a company is a human being, and so that's just our natural, you know, you know, tendency is, is to just think in that way, just because it's biologically based. So, um, so yeah, just like you said, I think the the main place to start is whatever technology you have is just get on the map right just get on the relationship um map and um so it's not the data that you have per se it's what you do Uh, like you and i say it's cognition and motion so um that's really it
1: all right well um jamie i I want you to to stick around we're gonna do part two of this uh but um this has been another episode of The Curated Experience. This is part one of my conversation with Jamie Ham all around customer relationship management. Uh, we will see you in part two. Talk to you soon. And until next time, remember, the experience is either random or intentionally curated. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to The Curated Experience with Amastanuma. Tanuma. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll join the conversation online
0: by visiting us at curatedcx.com or at amastanuma.com. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-D-C-X.com or A-M-A-S-T-E-N-U-M-A-H.com. And please invite your friends and colleagues to visit our website or iTunes where they can check this and previous podcasts. This has been a Beyond LLC production. Check us next time for another edition of The Curated Experience.